Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. What a spectacular morning, what a spectacular week we have had. Uh, this is just uh, absolutely um, ideal uh, September weather, for especially for northeastern Ohio. We've had really good moisture the last couple of weeks, so the ground does have good moisture in, but it looks like there's no uh, uh, no rain for the next uh, several days. So I would uh, you know give your plants a good soaking uh, one time, and you're pretty well set for a week. So you don't need to water them every day. Or now your um, your annuals, your hanging baskets, your uh, pots. Uh, those you may have to water every other day, but you still have to water those a lot more often because they do uh, drain a lot more. But everything that you have in the ground, your shrubs, your uh, annuals in the ground, your perennials, uh, just give them a really good soaking, and they should be set for uh, for quite a few days. Um, time to put your uh, step four if you haven't done so yet. Uh, this is really a great time to go ahead and uh, give your lawn a, a good boost, uh, or you can use uh, the or the Espoma Organic. Um, if you're you know if you're using an organic program, uh, this is about the time to get uh, to get that done. Uh, also, this is a great time to plant all kinds of trees, shrubs, uh, perennials. Uh, grasses, um, pretty much, uh, you know, just uh, the the ground has got great, the the, the temperature is warm, uh, the soil is very easy to work now, you can really, uh, uh, you know, work it, like I said, it's got good moisture in there, uh, and just, uh, you know, just by having cool nights, um, where the soil temperature is warm during the day, it, it warms up enough, it takes a lot of pressure off of the trees and shrubs. Of the new plantings, uh, really makes it a lot easier than, uh, you know, than any other time of the year to do that. Uh, I, I want to bring out a, a tree that, you know, the last, uh, eight or ten years, they've done a tremendous amount of work on red buds. Red buds used to be just kind of the, uh, the native that we had, the native varieties that we had. Uh, and then uh, some of the, the cultivars have really started to come out. The, the latest one that's come out is called, uh, flamethrower uh this one over here has basically three colors on its foliage uh it's it's a beautiful one of the most spectacular one that i've seen it has a uh, red orange and yellow leaves and we'll have them all at the same time they're, they're they do very very well in our area they're natives over here uh so uh, just a great plant to put in your landscape. Uh, uh, and there's several others. There's, you know, there's one golden heart. Uh, it's got a very large leaf at, uh, honey gold foliage. Just check out the, uh, the red buds. There's a lot of new varieties that, uh, they really make great accent plants, uh, in your landscape, especially around your patio and your dad. They don't get to be very big. Uh, yet they're, they're big enough to be very, uh, uh, you know, very visible and attractive, uh, from a distance. The colors on the foliage has really become, uh, quite uh, spectacular. So just something to look at. The same thing with, um, hydrangea trees. Uh, they've, uh, really become, uh, especially some of the latest varieties. 
uh, the colors are quite spectacular. The hibiscus, the proven winter hibiscus, are by far the best. They bloom, you know, they started blooming around late um, June, early July. They're in still full bloom now, and they just get better and better every year. Uh, several different varieties there that they're really spectacular, especially in the blues and the uh, purples. Uh, those are really the, some of the best varieties. And the pinks, there's a couple new pinks uh, that they're quite spectacular. Uh, plenty of time to recede your lawn. Uh, you still got till uh, the end of the month. I think uh, after that, uh, you know, it, it gets slower. It's okay to recede. But at this time of the year, this is really a very, very easy time to do that. If you are going to recede, um, uh, especially if you're going to recede your whole lawn, uh, best thing to do is cut your grass uh, up down to about an inch and a half. Uh, and just overseed it. Don't kind of skip a week to cut and then um, get back on the regular schedule. Uh, if you're going to detach or if you're going to run a detacher through it, uh, cut the grass down to a, an inch to an inch and a half, run the detacher, sink the blades down about three quarters of an inch into the soil. That will scar everything. That will take all the debris out of the soil. It'll really clean it up nice. Pick that all up. Once you have done so, put Put your seed down, put your lime down, put your fertilizer down. Uh, you will have a brand new, beautiful lawn. That's a very, very easy way to, to rejuvenate your lawn. Um, good time to plant garlic. Uh, this is the time that, um, you know, you want to get that done. Uh, make sure that you prepare the, the area that you're going to plant it. They love a, a, a sunny area, well drained. Uh, make sure that you use soil perfector with your soil. They love the, the aeration into the soil and compost. So make sure that, um, you put all that in so that you wind up having some really nice big, big heads of garlic. And this is the time to, uh, to do that. You, you want to do it, you know, between now and the middle of October. Uh, that is really the, the perfect time to do it. Um, if you see some uh, spruce tips or arborvitae tips, all of a sudden you, you check around your blue spruces or your Norways, uh, your arborvitaes, and you see a pile of uh, cuttings on the ground, uh, those are the uh, the red squirrels that they're doing that. They go there and they just kind of uh, clip them all off and, uh, uh, you, you know, they fall on the ground and then they go and store them. Uh, so that they use them for winter. So don't get alarmed that uh, the tree, there's nothing wrong with the tree. It's just that the um, the squirrels are just cutting all these tips off. Uh, great time to plant bulbs. Um, you know, let's say the same thing there. You know, the, the way I like to plant bulbs, if you can dig a, a, a hole about the 15 to 18 inches wide, about five, six inches deep, take the soil, put it on the side, put some planting mix with it, uh, work that in real well. Place all your bulbs. I like to use a whole, a whole different varieties of bulbs in there early, mid season and late. Uh, you have tulips in there that way. You have, uh, the hyacinths. You have, uh, <clears throat> the, you know, all the small bulbs that you can mix with it. Uh, so you can, you, know, you just have a, a continuous bloom from early March all the way into late May. Uh, that uh, and that gives you a lot of color. When you're all done, uh, I would just go ahead and put, uh, you know, bulb tone on top of it. Put a little bit of uh, clay conditioner on there so that that will uh, that kind of keeps the squirrels out. And you can also use a, uh, a you know, uh, repels all on top of it so that that also keeps the uh, uh, the animals from digging the uh, the plants out. When you're all done with that, just go ahead and cover them up, water them in. And you're pretty well set for the, um, you know, for the next year. Uh, if you see, uh, you know, uh, uh, any kind of like some uh, areas in your lawn that uh, they're digging it up, 
Uh, you see just chunks of grass kind of lifted up. It's usually the skunks or raccoons uh, that they're digging for grubs. Uh, just go ahead and um, use BioAdvanced 24-hour grub uh, control. Uh, put that down, water it in. You have to water it in. By doing that, that will take care of the grubs immediately, and that will get you... Uh, that will get you all set for uh, for spring, for winter and spring. Uh, in the next uh, three, four weeks, you want to really uh, feed your evergreens, uh, feed them good and heavy. Uh, holly tone and iron tone is what you want to use on that. The best way to keep evergreens looking good and looking healthy, uh, feed them now, feed them when it comes the end of uh, March, early April, and then feed them again in July, and you will find that the plants uh, will, be, will do absolutely spectacular. As you get um, your beds cleaned out, as, as, you, as you get your, uh, you know, all your evergreens, uh, you know, all your flower beds, all your trees and shrub beds, as you clean them out for the fall by removing all the debris, all the uh, annuals or perennials, anything that's done, uh, just go ahead and use the preen on it. That will prevent weeds from germinating. There's more weeds being germinated in cool weather uh, than there is in warm weather, so you want to make sure that uh, you go ahead and do that. That will save you a tremendous amount of uh, uh, work, you know, the, uh, you know, when it comes in the spring, uh, they just won't be there. It really makes a huge difference, you know, when you do it at this time of the year. Um, your house plants, you know, if you haven't uh, started, you know, make sure that you go ahead and uh, treat them with uh, systemic insect granules that's made by Bonite. Just go ahead and sprinkle that on top. That will get the plants ready uh, to go. And before you bring them in, do it again about two or three days before you bring them in so that that kind of eliminates uh, any of the insect from uh, migrating into your into your house. Uh, Christmas, Christmas cactus, time is to bring them out. They need to be out for about 30 days uh, so that um, you'll be able to really set the buds and you get, you can really multiply the buds by several uh, by doing that they need to be back in by right around the 25th of October um, uh, the uh, if you know if we have a real real cold night you know move them into the garage or move them into un under an overhang uh, don't leave them out there uh, but they need that you know they, they need their cool treatment uh, also make sure that uh, you know start spraying around your um, uh, on your house, your windows, uh, your doors, uh, your, where your garage goes. <clears throat> Home defense, Max. Uh, this is the time, to, especially with these cool nights. Um, insects are just migrating in, all the stink bugs and, uh, just about any, you know, anything that you can imagine. They're all looking for a home now for the winter. So make sure that you go ahead and spray all your, uh, windows all the way around, you know, put a barrier along your foundation about three feet up and three feet out. Go all the way around the um, the the house, um, and then you can you know this is it's a water base. You can also use it inside any place where you have barriers, you know, coming in. You really want to create a barrier so that there is no place for them to come in. That's really but basically the way that works. Uh, so that uh, but you know with, as I said with the cool weather. Uh, that migration has started, so you want to make sure that you get ahead of it. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Gabriel Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Thanks. I just have one question. I have a spider plant outside. 
Uh-huh. And it does absolutely fabulous in the summer. It's got babies all over it. And then when I bring it in in the winter, it turns almost black. It's it's horrible. And I just wondered what I could do to not have it suffer so much. That's the uh, it's the light, uh, basically the light change. The spider plant is a very high light uh, plant and also getting used to uh, the transition from the outside to the inside. Um, but, uh, you know, you are going to have a little bit of that the first, uh, you know, especially the first week or so. Uh, if you can put it into the highest light area that you have in the house, <clears throat> that will really mm-hmm. make, that will really make a big difference. Um, if the light is very low, you're going to, you're going to have the results that you have before. It doesn't kill the plant, but it does not make it attractive. Um, but that would be uh, the way that you can also, if you, if you have an area where you can put a, a, a light on it, uh, uh, that that uh-huh. would that would also help a lot, but that's uh, it's it's a light uh, condition that uh, the change and the adjustment to it. Yeah, it, it always um, it comes back, but you know I hate to see it look so bad. Yeah, yeah, it. it's a, it just uh, it's just a light. That's really that's really what it is. It's uh, just a, a light. Uh, you know, you know, over here especially as we get in the winter, where the uh, the number of, uh, of hours of uh, sunlight really goes down to eight hours of light and sixteen hours of dark. Uh, that really uh-huh. brings that down. Yeah, the uh, but you know another thing that you could do, uh, I would bring it in a little bit earlier. Um, what that will do, that will get the plants accustomed to the lower light. And right now we have a much higher light inside the home that we would have in about three, four weeks. Uh, so what I would do uh-huh. is I would bring it in now, uh, let it get used to the lower light, but not as low of a light as you will in about three or four weeks. I think that, okay. I think, I think that will help it a lot. All right. Great. Okay. I'll try that. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Good morning, Yara Angelo. Hi, Angelo. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you. Good. Um, I have a question. I um, built a butterfly bee garden this year, uh-huh. and I have um, the milkweed, the butterfly weed, silky deep red, and the Cinderella. Um, I it, They were attacked so bad with um, those oleander, the yellow acids. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly what to use. I use Captain Jack's a lot, but it doesn't lose the acids on it. Um, so I was wondering if you could tell me what product would be good for that. Uh, you know, you could use eight. Uh, eight would be uh, a little bit more. Um, uh, it would last longer. And what you need to do, you need to do it three, three, three times, three days apart. Okay. Uh, basically, what happens? The aphids lay the eggs. Uh, they 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 re, uh, re uh, incarnate themselves every three days. Okay. So okay. you have to do it that, and uh, that's that's how you break the chain. So. And that uh, won't hurt the bees and the no. butterflies if they have flowers on them. No, it, no, it won't at that time. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay. Not. Yeah. And the bee balm, I have a bee balm also in there, um, a big pot um, for a focal point. And um, I was wondering how I can overwinterize that. Uh, you can do it two ways. Uh, you can plant it. Uh, that would be one way. Another way, you, if you have a cold garage, mm-hmm. uh, leave it out till about uh, the end of November. Uh, okay. Then cut it back and just bring it in, put it in you know, water really well. Um, and then uh, just kind of leave it alone, put it in, uh, you know, up against the wall in a corner somewhere. Okay. And then uh, in January, uh, give her another really good watering, and you're pretty well set till uh, 
the end of March, and at the end of March, just go ahead and bring it out, uh, and oh. that that would be a that would be a very easy way to do it, or you can plant it. Oh, okay. So I can't leave it in the huge pot you, that you I can, have. You can lose it. You can leave it in a pot, and just uh, just don't bring it in too early. You want it to make sure that it goes dormant first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't bring it in until after the end of November. Let it get cold. Let it die down. Then clean it all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, cut everything back and just then bring it in and just uh, like I said water. Make okay. sure it's well watered when you put it in. Uh, that should last about two months. Comes January, give it another watering, and you're pretty well done with, with the water until the end of March when it's ready to go out. Then you'll see. Okay. Uh, you'll see. Comes the end of March, you'll see it come up when it gets to be about an inch tall. When you first take it out, uh, uh, put it out on the uh, north where it gets just a little bit of light in the morning, and then protect it on the um, on the uh, north side so that it doesn't get the um, it doesn't get the sunburn. After mm-hmm. three four days, uh, then it'll, it'll be used to the light, and then you just can go ahead and put the, put it in its place where it needs to be. Okay, okay, um, okay. That sounds good. Um, I was that wondering that winter wheat and rye that you put on the garden. Is that the, can you do that also in a big container pot? Uh, yeah, you can. You can definitely grow it in a container. Absolutely, yes. Uh, okay, so that would be good for the yes. herbs and everything. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And the um, the bee ball, I was just wondering, what, not the bee ball, but the butterfly weed. When do I cut that down? Until it dry, let it dry out. Generally, generally, that will not dry out until about mid November. Mid November, and then after it dries out, then cut just, it. Down. Just go ahead and cut it down to the ground at that time. To the ground, then it comes back up. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. All right. Well, you have, have a great a day. day. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Morning, Angelo. Morning. Morning. Um, How we doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. Um, about five years ago, I put in a row of uh, your green giants, mm-hmm. and they're doing doing real well. And uh, yeah, I already answered part of the question about feeding them. Um, but when's the best time to prune them? Uh, uh, the best time to prune would be in the spring. Okay. Uh, generally, about right after uh, end of March. You know, at that time, just go ahead and give it a nice, uh, nice trim. You can go down. You can go in about three or four inches. Okay. Um, you, if they get to be too big, uh, you can go ahead and top them. But uh, you know, just take the uh, cut them at the side at the height that you want. That that can make. If you if uh, you want to make a solid wall by cutting at the top and cutting the side, that really becomes a solid wall. Um, you can do that, or just let them go. They get to be quite uh, quite large, but on the sides you can go ahead and cut them back to where whatever you know you can bring them in to fit the area that you have. But they um, uh, they do you know ex- extremely well on their own. Uh, just feed them uh, at, at the end of October, you know, anytime you know the month of October, and then end of March and in July. That is the best way to keep them good and healthy. Would it be okay to top top them right now? They're yeah. kind of underneath power lines, and I yeah. Keep you you can underneath. go ahead. You can go ahead. You can keep them at the same height that you want. You can cut them as many times as you want through the year. You'll never hurt them. Okay. All right. Thank you very All much. Right. You have a great day. Have a great day. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How we doing? Oh, great. Thank you. Um, I had uh, first of all. I have a lot of perennials that I want to move around. Is Can I do that now? Is now the good time to do that? Great, great time to do it. Great time to do okay. it. Okay. Uh, when, when, okay. when, when you move them, after you move them, just, mm-hmm. just water them in really well. 
if we don't if we don't have rain for four or five days, give them another watering, and you should be pretty well set. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, also, how do you trim your hydrangea or cut it down or whatever you do with them? Um, uh, uh, my would, friend cuts hers all the way down, and they get a lot, and I don't. I don't know what to do. Which varieties uh, you have? Do you have the mop heads, the ones that turn like pink and blue? Or, yeah, yeah. Okay. Those over there, you just leave those alone. <clears throat> you leave those alone until uh, when it comes spring. In the spring, then you go ahead and kind of look at what uh, what died back. You go ahead and trim them at that time, clean it all out, um, and remove all of that. And also, at the same time, uh, after... You, you, you look inside the plant and when you look inside the plant, you will see three different color woods. You know, there'll be a very light green, there'll be a dark green, and then there's one that'll have like a silvery, uh, coating on it. The one with the silvery coating with a hand pruner, you go ahead and cut that at ground level. You remove that totally. What that, oh, okay. what that will do, that will give you room for all new growth to come out of, right out of the ground. It really opens it up, and it keeps it young and fresh, and that's where all your blooms will come from, all that new growth that you keep regenerating. Uh, but the best thing to do is just to leave those alone until spring. Now, the paniculata, the ones that have like kind of a cone shape, uh, with a, they're, they're a white, white pink, uh, sometimes uh, light green uh, color on it. Uh, that variety over there, you leave that alone until spring. Generally, about the end of March, uh, you go ahead and cut those down to like about anywhere from six to eight inches. You and you remove all of that off, and then if there's any really old branches in the center, you go ahead and cut that out, and just let it come out of the let it let it come out of the bottom. It'll be nice and full. You do that on a yearly basis. You'll have beautiful, fresh, brand new plants every year. Okay. Right. Okay, um, just two more quick questions. Should I cut really all my perennials down when they, except for maybe my hydrangea here, um, at the end of the season when they're when they've died, all died down? Yes, go ahead and you know cut them down to the ground, clean them all out, to remove everything out of there. Uh, if you can, I would go ahead and put a little bit of mulch on, like about one inch of mulch, that will really keep the moisture through the winter on it. That that's okay. pretty much all you have to do. Okay, and then I have an oak tree that is kind of doing poorly. We looked at it the other day, and it's got all these holes in the leaves, and there's this light, there's like a tan, fuzzy thing hanging, uh, I mean, on the bottom of a lot of the um, leaves. Uh, it's kind of a, what, what a, a fuzzy thing. Is it like a, something that's... It's like, a, it's like, something it's like that's, glowing, yeah. It's like, a, it's like a round, fuzzy... You know, uh, round fuzzy thing, and I'm 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 kicking one off right now, and it's just it just doesn't even look like there was. It's just a fuzzy, round, tan thing, and then now on where I pulled it off, it, I don't know. It, it almost looks like a. Does it come off? Yeah, I did pull the, this one off, and it came off completely, and I'm I was hesitant to rip it apart in case there were bugs in it, but it's just a fuzzy it, thing with a hard center. Yeah, yeah it, it seems like you got a little bit of powder or mildew on it. Uh, the, you know, the only thing that could help that would be a spray of insecticide and fungicide uh, together, a combination of the two. 
uh, that that would uh, that would help it. Uh, at this time of the year, it's not going to do a whole lot now because the, the leaves are pretty well done, you know, for the season. But what I would do is next year, I would go ahead and use the tree and shrub protection, the drench. I would do that. You can either do that late fall or early spring. That will take care of anything like that from preventing, you know, for the year. Uh, but don't you, you don't want to do that in the middle of the summer. You really want to do it at the end of the season or at the beginning of the season in the spring. It's called okay, it's that called tree and tree tree and shrub protection. Basically, all you do you kind of soak the area right around the base of the of the trunk of the tree, and the and that will just suck it into the uh, into the sap, and that that very much stays there all year, and it really works extremely well. Oh well, it's good you don't have to spray it way up in the tree. No, you, you don't have to spray. Just, <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and just go ahead and soak the area right around the base of the uh, the tree, and that's called tree and shrub protection. That's made by Bonite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that what would be causing the holes in the leaves too? That, that would. That would. That would prevent all of that. Uh, that would just take care of itself. Uh, okay. Great. By doing it that way. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Angelo. All I appreciate right. your show. Enjoy the day. Yep. Bye bye. Thank you. You listen. You to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is area code two one six five seven eight eleven hundred or two one six five seven eight one 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 one. Be right back right after the news. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is area code 216 578 or 216 578 Good morning, Gabriel Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm very good. Thank you. Uh, I have a couple of questions. I have a Mandevilla. Uh-huh. Uh, in a 16-inch pot, and it's on a four-foot uh, trellis in the pot. So I'd like to winterize that and put some insecticide on it. So how do I do that? Okay, the um, uh, they, they you know they do overwinter quite easily. <clears throat> the uh, the only thing that um, mealybugs is their number one enemy in the winter. Uh, so what I would do wait until um, uh, and you know and I'll be um, I'll. I'll be following up every week on it. Uh, the, the weather kind of uh, determines uh, when to bring them in. Uh, so we're, let's see how the weather goes. And uh, you want it to get cooled down, but you don't want it to get frozen. You know, you just want it, you want the temperatures to go down enough to where it kind of makes the plant semi-dormant. Um, then you bring it in, um, and before you bring it in, just you know, put the um, uh, insect insect granules on it so that you don't wind up with a whole bunch of. Uh, the insect running around the house. Um, do that. Uh, I would do that now uh, if you're going to bring it in. And then uh, about uh, two or three days before you bring it in, I would apply it again. <clears throat> At that time, I would go ahead and cut it back to like about two feet. Okay. Uh, remove all you know anything that's uh, you know dry or debris on it. Remove that off. Uh, bring it in as long as it gets um, a little bit of light. Uh, the, you know, you want it to, you, uh, you want it to be cool enough so that it starts, it starts to dormancy. Uh, you don't want it really to grow much in the winter. You really want it to kind of stay still. Um, that's what the cooling will do to it. Then you bring it in, uh, and, uh, you, you water it before you bring it in. And then, uh, it'll take, uh, just uh, maybe about every three weeks, uh, a very, very light watering, no feeding. No, nothing. All the leaves are all going to kind of turn yellow. Uh, a lot of them are going to fall off. Some of them will hang on. And then when it comes in the spring, 
when it comes about the end of March, you start feeding it then. And um, then you start, you know, in April, you bring it into the garage and you kind of have to get it accustomed to the light and it'll start to grow. And then when it comes about mid-May, then you go ahead and put it back out and uh, let it start up all over again. It's not going to bloom for you until the end of June, early July. It's a very high light plant. It takes that long for it to set enough light into the plant to bloom. Um but they will be quite uh, quite large, and especially when you carry them over, they become quite large and quite spectacular for the rest of the year. Uh, so, yeah, so store it in the house and then... Yeah, yeah. yeah. now the, the millibugs, okay. uh, that's the only thing that you have to keep an eye on. Now, the millibugs are like a little white uh, cotton-like that uh, will grow between the stem and the leaf. Uh, you just have to, every couple of weeks kind of give it a little bit of an inspection. If you see it, you can wash them off with uh, insecticidal soap um, and just stay right on it so that they, they don't overtake, you know, they don't get uh, uh, overtaking the plant. Uh, as long as you stay ahead of it, uh, there won't be much of a problem. Okay. Uh, and on the back of uh, grass seed bags, uh, Angelo, they have uh, dates tested on, sell by. And they list the states, and they don't have Ohio. But what's the significance of those dates? Uh, it's you know generally it tells it tells you how old the seed is. Uh, generally, within uh, uh, twelve to eighteen months, uh, you want to use their seed. After that, you will lose a percentage of germination on the seed. Should you go by the tested on date, which is different than the sell by date? Should, should you take the yeah, the, uh, yeah you, the, you, sell, you go by the cell date, not the test date. Okay. Okay. Cell date. Okay. Excellent. Thank uh, you. All right. Well, you have a great day. Enjoy the beautiful day you out too. there. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Morning, Robert Angelo. Morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Great. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. Got several questions. Uh, uh, trying to put the, the garden to bed with... Uh, uh, some new uh, plants. I uh, just got a red double play spirea. Okay. What do I do uh, to winterize that? Uh, no, not, nothing, nothing at all. Just uh, leave it alone. Uh, when it comes in the spring, uh, end of March, give it a nice little trim, you know, tighten it up, um, and uh, just uh, feed it and uh, let it go. It's a great plant. It's a new variety. Those are uh, dwarfs. They're spectacular. Great choice. All right. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Plantone and Irontone? Plantone and Irontone, yes. Okay. Not now, not now, in the spring. No, no, in the spring, right. Uh, also, uh, Bobo, Hydrangea? Same thing, just leave it alone. When it comes the end of uh, March, uh, cut that down to like about uh, six to eight inches uh, and uh, clean it all out, feed it, feed it again at the end of June, middle of July. Uh, spectacular plant. Okay. And that's the same thing, Plantone and Irontone? Same, same thing. Um, little lime. So, exact same thing I told you about Bobo. Okay. All right. Yeah, great, great plant. Great. You know, really good selection there. Uh, those are plants that they'll get better and better every year. The key to, to the uh, Bobo and the little lime, cut those things down. Don't be afraid to cut them down to like about six inches. You really, okay. you, you really want to have new wood, new plant every year. You don't want that old wood there. You want all new. The way to get it, cutting them down that low and let them re-break all over. Okay. And then take the, take the uh, flowers off now for the winter. I mean, once, you know. No, I, I, would, I would leave the flowers on because they, they will turn uh, several, you know, they will turn different colors uh, all okay. the way as they dry up. 
Uh, when it comes, uh, the winter will take care of that itself. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about going there and removing the flower. Just leave them, uh, enjoy it as the color changes through the, through the winter. They will go through different, uh, colors. Um, but, uh, just leave them there. They comes in the spring, just trim the whole thing off. Okay. All right. And, um, I've got, uh, several pyrocanthia, uh, bushes. Okay. And, uh, one in particular, um, seem to be having some dieback. I'm getting some, um, uh, on the inside of the, of the plant, I'm getting some, uh, dieback, some long yeah. branches. Yeah. They're, they're very susceptible to funguses, um, and canker. Uh, the best thing with pyrocanthia is to really, uh, when it comes at the end of the season, uh, you know, let the, leave, leave it there as long as the berries are on there so the birds can go there and eat the, the, the berries. Uh, when it comes in the spring, just, uh, just go ahead and cut it down, uh, let it, let it re-break, get all new wood out of it. Uh, you'll be much better off with new wood versus trying to leave some of that old wood, uh, that regenerates. Uh, that's where all the diseases, that's where all the problems will, uh, will set. So when it comes in the spring, I would go ahead and cut that down to about a foot and just let it go ahead and, uh, re-break and regrow. Should I uh, uh, spray it with something during the summer? Uh, yeah, in the summertime, I would definitely use a uh, an insecticide uh, with fungicide on it. Those are the two things that get ahead of it. If you get ahead of it, generally, you'll be able to keep it clean. Uh, once it starts to get on there, especially, if, especially powder mildew, uh, it, it's very difficult to control once it gets started. So get ahead of it. When it comes to the end of May, early June, that'll be the time to go ahead and apply that. Okay. All right. All right. Very All right. good. Thanks very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yeah. Thanks, you ba- too. Bye-bye. Bye. Morning, Al Rangelo. Hi. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. Um, question, I had a couple questions. Earlier in the year, um, first week of June, um, I trimmed back my hydrangeas, and right now they're just starting to, to flower. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, is that something I should do, be doing earlier? Yeah. You, you, yeah, you, kind of, you, uh, you cut those a little bit too late. So what you know what the 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 best way to go about those uh, the mop heads when it comes to the end of March early April you know, and it, it kind of this was the other type of hydrangea the particular the, the, the okay uh, yeah you don't cut them so what you do with those when it let them you know the end of March cut those down to about six to eight inches you know, right okay just let them come on as they come on. Uh, is is it you know what variety they are by any chance? Uh, limelight and vanilla uh, strawberry. Okay, uh, so lime they, they're both much more aggressive. So what I would do with those when it comes uh, late um, late May as they come up, I would go ahead and take the take about one third off, and that, that what that will do will make them a rebreak, and that's where they'll bloom. They'll bloom a little bit later. But you're going. You're not going to have these massive flowers that generally bring the plant down. The, the flowers are too heavy for the plant. And that's what's been happening over the you know the last year. Okay. So, but do that. Do that at the end of May. Okay. Uh, that uh, take about one third of the plant off. Uh, that okay. will, uh, you know, that will give you plenty of time to rebreak, and you should be getting blooms by uh, late July, all the way into October. One third. Are you talking just the new growth? The new growth, yes. When it, the end of March, cut that down to about eight inches. Right. The whole plant. They take everything off the plant down to eight inches. Then that's going to regrow by the end of May. Generally, it'll be about two feet. 
at that time take about a foot you know a foot off or eight inches off and that will re-break again and that's where all your flowers are going to come from okay it'll be shorter uh it'll be a, about four or five times the number of blooms they'll be smaller they won't be as heavy so you're not going to have that uh, floppiness on it it's more manageable yes um, another question about, I have some asters in some pots, and I was, you know, I don't want to transplant them out of the pots now because, they, you know, they're looking great, but yeah. can I do that in the springtime? Absolutely. Uh, in the winter, this winter, you can do it, you can overwinter them two ways. Uh, you can um, bring them, if you got a cold garage, uh, bring them into a, you know, put them in the garage, uh, generally about um, late November. Uh, bring them in, uh, water them, and um, just store them there. Uh, you may have to water them one time in January just so you get that the moisture is there. Or uh, you can uh, uh, pick a spot outside by the house where is the most protected area by the by the house. Uh, same thing in, in November. Uh, put them there and um, put some you know round leaves all the way around the uh, around the pot uh, and leave it there uh, till spring. And then it comes in the spring. Just go ahead and put it back where where you want it, or you can plant them at that time. Okay. Final question, real quick. When do we stop um, fertilizing the orchids? Uh, so uh, you, the last feeding should be now, and you should be pretty well set for the year for, until until the end of February. I see a, a flower shoot on both <coughs> yep. right now. Is that normal? Okay. Yep, that's normal. Yeah, they, you know, it takes them you know anywhere from four to six months for them to re-break and uh, reset buds. Um, so the, the the your spike that you have now. Uh, that that will be there. That won't be done flowering probably till about next March or April. Okay. But uh, you know, feed them now, and you're pretty well done for the year. When it comes to the end of February, then go ahead and start up again. Great. Right. Thank you very much, Angelo. All right. Well, you have a great day. Enjoy it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? How are you? Great. How are oh, we're you? doing very well. I have a couple questions regarding a wedding gown hydrangea. Okay. We are moving possibly by spring. How can I dig it out and save it? Um, um, I'm going to put it at my daughter's house and hold it there, but can I do that now? Yeah. What I would do is um, uh, uh, water it, uh, let yeah. it sit for a day, uh, dig it, and plant it. plant it. Plant it at your daughter's house. Do I put it in a pot or just plant the whole thing you, in the ground? You can you can do it either way, but it'd be easier if you just put it in the ground. You know, just okay. you, you just go ahead and plant it in the ground, um, mulch it, put it, put about an uh, mm -hmm. inch and a half of mulch around. Uh, you're mm -hmm. pretty you're pretty well set. When it comes in the spring, whenever you're ready to move it again, you can go ahead and move it, or you can just leave it there. Okay, okay, that sounds great. And then perennials. Would you suggest I take them out now? Uh, you can take them out. You, yeah, yeah, you can take them. You can take them out now. What I would do the same thing there. Water them first. So when you're mm -hmm. digging them there, when you're digging them, they got good moisture in there. Water them. Let them sit for a day, and then go ahead and dig them. Uh, cut them down to like about uh, three, four inches, uh, mm -hmm. and just go ahead and replant them. Uh, you, are you going to move? Them? Are you going to move those again to move to your new house? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. What you can do, I would, I would just create a cluster. You just kind of uh -huh. dig an area, about um, six eight inches deep. Set them all there next to each other. Put a little bit of dirt around. Put mulch around them. Water them, and you'll be pretty well set. Uh, when it comes in the spring, they'll pop out of there very easily. Okay. And then, when's the latest that I can dig these out? Uh, in the spring. Between now and in the spring. No, no, no. Now, if I pull well, them up now, do I? 
yeah, I mean, you know, the so- the sooner you do it, the better. You really don't want to okay. wait until they stop growing. So this, but this will do a kind of uh, uh, set some new roots in there so that they get set. Mm-hmm. But make sure that you mulch them well. When it comes, okay. um, you know, put the mulch on them now. But when it comes like the end of November, I would just put another couple of inches of mulch around it just so that it protects them a little bit more. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Another question, trumpet vines. I have pods on my trumpet vines. How do I use those? Uh, well, you can. You can, can I use the seeds? Yeah, you can definitely use the seed. They they germinate. Uh, they're easier, uh, and generally you're going to get the exact same thing that you have there by starting a cutting uh, or by taking a shoot off of um, the ground. Uh, you you, you want to move some of these to your new place? Is that what you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but, so I can't you, use oh. the pods. Uh, you can, you can, you can. You, you, it's just uh, not guaranteed to get the exact same thing oh. that you have there. But if you if you go around that plant, I'm sure that there is plants coming out of the ground. Plenty of them, yeah. Yeah, they so, have, yeah. yeah. So what I would do is I would ju- I would just take one of those, and since you're gonna be since you're gonna be moving the other plants, I would just go ahead and take one of those, dig that out, and you can actually store them with your perennials there. Uh, just mm-hmm. put them together with that. Just when you dig it out, uh, get a clump like about six, eight inches wide and about six, eight inches deep. So you got good, uh, you know, good chunk of root over there. The, they're very hardy. They're, you know, they're very easy to transplant. So that's, uh, that, that should not be an okay. issue. Uh, cut, don't take the whole vine out. Just cut the, whatever chunk you're going to, whatever piece you're going to take out. Cut the vine down to like about eight inches. Okay. Okay. And then one more question. When is a good time to trim a lace cap hydrangea? The lace cap hydrangea, you want to wait until the end of March, early April. When, okay. the, when the new growth starts, uh, before it, it, the leaf uh, opens up, it looks just like a bean on the branch. Uh-huh. When that bean shows up, that is the time that, that you'll be able to tell what's alive and what's dead. You are going to uh-huh. lose part of that tip. That those um, those little beans that come on the branches, I'll show you that from there down the plant is the branches are alive. From there up, they're dead. Then just go ahead and clean that all out, trim it all out at that time, feed them, and you're pretty well on your way for the year. Okay, and then do you suggest if we're having a cold winter to wrap them in burlap or no? Uh, is there an advantage to that? Lace cap, oh, yeah. For any of them, for any, any of the high Yeah, if they're, if, they're in a yeah. Very, if they're in a very windy area, if they're very, the, the number one problem, uh, when it, it's not the cold that it does, is when, when there's lack of snow. If there is no snow, uh-huh. which, will, which will take the moisture out of the plant, yeah, wrapping, wrapping the hydrangea is always a safe way to go about it. What that does, it really... Uh, there's two things that you can do. Spray it with a wilt-proof. Um, uh, yes, so, I have that. So that 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 holds the seals the moisture in, and then the extra step, if you wrap them with burlap, that will really ensure that nothing, okay. uh, the least amount of dieback is going to have, which is going to be the most amount of blooms you're going to have next year. Okay, and I did that last year, and I had a ton of bloom. Yeah, so that yeah, there, okay. it works phenomenal. The, what, the best thing that you can do is use the wilt proof and then wrap them with burlap. That just ensures every branch to be viable and to have the most out of them. When is the best part, best time to put the wilt proof on? Like what month you, is it? You want to wait until uh, generally, I'm, I'm talking about in general, you know, weather-wise, Generally, uh-huh. the, the, between the last week of November and the first two weeks of December, we always have uh, a day or two 
of warm temperatures. That's kind of a it's kind of it's kind of something that happens every year. You always have a little bit of a window there. That is the best time to apply because you really when you really need that wilt proof is late January and February. It's a, it lasts about ninety days. That that's, okay. that's the most effective way. So if you uh, you know, put it on a thing where you're focused on getting it done in that, whenever that little window comes up, you do it, and that carries right into spring. That's when you get the most out of it. Okay. That's wonderful. All thank right. Thank you. Uh, okay. Else? Thank you so much. All right. That's well, it. I'm good. Thank you, you get, so much. Enjoy your day. It's absolutely gorgeous out there. Bye-bye. It is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morgan Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Morning, Angelo. How are we doing? Okay, I hope you're staying safe. Uh, right. I have a question about the tomatoes. Go ahead. Uh, I've had like about 300 tomatoes already, <laughs> two and a half to uh, two, uh, three pounds. Uh, I have like about 100 and some on the plants still. Uh, my question is, uh, when should I start taking the, the green ones off? And should I bring them in yeah, or well, just leave them on the plant? Yeah, what I would do is, um, I, from what I've seen temperature-wise, we're still going to be uh, pretty good, you know, for a while. So I'd leave them out there. Uh, when we get to where we have two or three nights in a row that's going to be like in the in the 30s, then, I would, you know, there's two ways that you can do it. Uh, you can actually cut the whole stalk off and just hang it. You know, take all the leaves off and just hang it. They will ripen on their own gradually, and you can just pick them as uh, as they ripen. They are quite delicious uh, to eat uh, that way. Or uh, you can uh, pick them all off the vines and just put them on a table uh, in a you know in a basement um, where they just the same thing. They will ripen. If you hang them, you will not lose one of them because they're they'll be air dry. If you put them on a table, sometimes that little bit of moisture, you, you're going to lose a lot more to rotting on a table. You will not lose anything. Yeah, I make uh, yeah. fresh sauce out of them. Oh, yeah. I, I would, <laughs> once, once you, pick, once you uh, pick them like that, I would not use them for sauce. I would use them for soup. Uh, for sauce, I think they're going to be a little bit too, uh, too acidy uh, at that too time. Acidy, at that time. That point, but right. they are really good for soup. Or, or, they're, okay. or they're good to, you know, to, to eat. Uh, to, you know, uh, just you know, uh, as they are, as a salad, or but they're really, really great for soup. Uh, but I would not use them for sauce. The acid, the acid is going to be quite high uh, doing it that way because they're green. You're you're taking a, a green uh, fruit and ripening it on the vine. You're not ripening it by sunlight. Ah, but, uh, okay. But that, that's the, the best way is to hang them, and uh, you will have you take all the leaves off, and they'll you'll get one hundred percent of them. Okay. okay. Uh, another question. Uh, I'm doing grass in the front. Uh, what's your feelings about lime and gypsum? The, the, the lime is what you want to use now, and you want to use uh, dehydrated lime. Uh, lightening lime uh, is a uh, uh, it's a it's a dehydrated. It works very quickly. It, the the regular lime, the gypsum, uh, it's more for a um, equalizing. Uh, or a, you know, break, breaking down the, the clay. But uh, for what we need over here is really bring the pH up. Uh, the uh, uh, hydrated lime is what does that. That's what I would use. 
Okay, and the grass seed, uh, bluegrass uh, versus no, any I, other grass? I would not use bluegrass. Bluegrass is way too much work, way too much maintenance. Uh, either use a mixture, which has got the um, fescue in there uh, and the uh, perennial rye, or you can use black beauty. Which is a uh, which is a it's a perennial rye, but it's got uh, it's a very drought resistant, and it has a very very dark green color, natural color to it, um, and it'll, it will take a, a, you know very very dry condition. Great grass, there's no diseases, there's no no maintenance with blue grasses, are way too much maintenance, uh, way too much work. <laughs> yeah, you don't, gotcha. You, you don't need that. Okay. 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 Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have day. you have a great day. Enjoy okay. the day out there. Okay. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, yes. Yes. Two quick questions, please, um, about a gardenia and um, my magnolia. Okay. The gardenia is about five years old. It's in a pot. It's about thirteen inches. Okay. But about a third of the leaves turned yellow right after that major rain. It just, what happened? It ran out of food. This is what happens in the pots. Whenever you have these major rain, you know, we have these major rains. The rain basically takes all the nutrients out of the pot. So just go ahead and put out. You know, just feed it with osmocote. Um, and you okay. can you can also use miracle grow on the leaves. That will bring the that will bring the food source to it very quickly, and then put osmocote on there, and you're pretty well set. And just all the okay. nutrients got depleted. That's what happened to it. But How the, about the, the, scales on my magnolia? On, on, the, uh, on the magnolia? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that over there, what I would do now, it's too late to do anything with it now, just to let it go. But what I would do is next spring, I would just go ahead and make sure that you spray for scale. When it comes the end of May, early June, that will prevent that from happening. Uh, another thing with magnolias, it's also a good idea after they're done blooming, uh, that you go ahead and cut them down, get all their new growth out. Uh, they, you know, you will keep the plant a lot fresher. We're out of time, but uh, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that next week. Have a great day. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Have a weekend. Yeah. Uh, just a magnificent day out there. Just uh, I, I hope you really go out there and enjoy it. Uh, the the rain that we had last week it really helped the woods. I think we're gonna have a magnificent uh, color uh, this fall. Enjoy the day. I'll be back next Saturday. Bye bye.